Next principle, turning away from self. Or turning our backs on self. So, the self-denying principle in practice. Most people have some idea that they have to deny themselves, want to deny themselves, and they're going to tell themselves that they are denying themselves, but they're actually just denying the truth most of the time. This principle is a practical way in which we can measure and um, implement on a very, very daily and moment-to-moment basis the uh, reality that we want to learn and continue to walk out a lifestyle of turning our backs on self. Right. So, Nadia, explain to us how this principle works. <laughs> well, it's really not that complicated. Uh, I think, as you said, in, in theory, many Bible-believing Christians uh, have this concept of that we want to deny ourselves, we want to die daily, those kind of concepts. Uh, but since the, the principle has never been defined, uh, it remains a good idea, but not really implementable. Um, and so, really, this principle, I think, becomes as simple as just naming it, calling it a principle, and being willing to, to implement it day by day. So, practically, to implement it, uh, in theory, is probably one of the more easy uh, principles. Um. So, let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about self first. So... Uh, one of the things that we need to identify mm-hmm. uh, every day, um, uh, rubbing shoulders with, 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 with other believers, mm-hmm. is um, the dynamics of self-awareness, yes. um, self-focusedness, self-fishness, selfishness, <laughs> self-confidence. All these normal things, so normal to the human existence, Mm. um, is exactly what we are going to target and we are going to take steps, take measures against these things because we want to be free from self. Let's quickly define uh, why we want to be free from self. Why would we do this? We are dual Existence, beings. beings. Now, for those that have been baptized into Messiah, the dual existence is that we have been resurrected and we are alive in the Spirit. Yes. That we have been sanctified and are being sanctified. Yes. We have been separated unto Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And the scripture says things like, be holy as he is, holy walk as he has walked. Now, This is where our uh, conceptional belief is radically different from most other Christian groups. And we maintain that the Bible is very clear that we should walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. Live in the Spirit, not in the flesh. Mm. And we have an eternal truth called uh, full measures, a building block. Did the Bible mean, just don't, okay, if the Bible says, walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, is the intention of the word of God that we should just 
try and avoid the bad sides of self. Probably. And, um, and just not indulge the, the negative self. Yeah, the uh, negative flesh. This is what most people think it means. Yeah, most people think there's nothing wrong with the positive things no. of the flesh. You see, most people uh, still think that there's something good about them. Mm. This is where the problem comes. Remember that the ministry that's taking place out there is to the individual. Yes. Now, this is what the word actually boils down to. We are one body, one spirit, mm. baptized into Messiah, set free. Uh, through dying from everything that we used to be. Yes. Everything that we are. Now, how do you remain uniquely created and dead? <laughs> okay, so you take all the information that you, people have gleaned from every women's conference that has taken place over the last 20 years. It is nonsense. You have to throw the whole thing into the dustbin because all of it is going to maintain that there's something good about us, that God loves something about me. Mm. When the word of God is like, I want to get rid of you because you are the problem yes. and then conform you to the image of Messiah because he's perfect and holy and good. Okay, so turning the back on self in a very practical way. Firstly, we have to give up on any vestige of an ideal desire to be unique an individual. Yes. Now, this is where most people would just quit on this yeah, teaching. probably. Because that's not <laughs> it a... It doesn't sound very pleasing. <laughs> no. And yet, Paul writes, um, it's no longer I who live. Says that he's been crucified with Messiah and that it's Messiah that, that now lives in him and through him. Now, just every now and then, like half the day, Messiah gives Paul an <laughs> opportunity chance. to also partake and, and live his life. It is his body. Yeah, you in see. In fairness. Turning the back on self. Now, practically, every day, examples of everyday people, normal people, um, actually not understanding what this means. Mm. It looks like this. Talking. Explain to us in talking how the self comes out. What kind of talking? Well, again, I think probably the easier way to understand it is that there, again, that's part of why we're doing the principles. So there's godly ways of doing things that we do every day, and then there's not. <laughs> the opposite. So in talking, we um, have been emphasizing sanctified speech for a long time now. Uh, so sanctified speech would mean speaking, like we, we started with the first principle, first of all, beginning and end. So when we speak, we know what we are going to say, we know why we are going to say it, and we're going to have the shortest, most effective route and words to communicate what we want to communicate. Now this doesn't mean that we you know, don't converse or don't have conversations, but we're not going to... Um, waste words or sounds on saying things that are not in line with the entire word of God. So this doesn't mean that we can't have normal conversations. Um, we, we called it asparagus talk. So there is a way of having conversation that doesn't veer outside of the godly principles and ways that we have been taught and doesn't veer outside of this and yet is um, 
relaxed. Asparagus talk um, is simple to understand. It is the kind of um, conversation, interaction, f fellowship, hanging out together, where I don't have to make a point, um, prove a point, have an opinion. or establish an opinion, or prove an opinion. Or become emotionally involved. Asparagus talk. So... Uh, Practically, it is uh, things that are non-personal. It's not about me. I can have a conversation about my favorite pot plant. Mm. But if I feel I have to tell the story of when I was a kid and uh, we had a similar pot plant, then the conversation is no longer about the plant. Mm. It's about me. But if we are speaking about the species... Say we're having a conversation about this species coming from the forest, out of the forest or in Bolivia. And it only grows in acidic soil. And I don't carry on so long that it's about me showing how much I know. We're just having a relaxed, interactive conversation mm. where I'm not forcing anything on another person. Mm -hmm. uh, my motivation is not to impress them. Mm. It is just to have a nice conversation. Informative. Um, and this is where I want to get to this kind of um, uh, communication, mm -hmm. this form of communication. See, most people cannot do uh, asparagus talk properly because uh, the, most of their attention and most exactly. of their time has been spent on themselves. Exactly. And most experiences are experienced in the way of what is this doing to me? How am I perceiving it? What is the influence or the impact that it's having on me? Uh, and so when relaying information, it becomes difficult to, to relay information in an objective way because it was received in a way that was self-focused in the first place. Yeah. So... Two people come together. One says, how's work going? The other person says, I'm so stressed. Did they answer the question? <laughs> no. See? Um, how's, your, how's your pet project going? I hear you're building a boat. Well, it is so frustrating for me because but this is how people answer. When the... Three-dimensional, mm. uh, outward-focused type of converse, conversation has continuance. With other words, the conversation can continue. Mm. Um, what, in whatever way the, the conversation started, it is going to continue on topic, mm -hmm. focused. This is healthy. But the moment somebody turns a topic and makes it about them, mm. the conversation has now been doomed. Yes. The person that was part of the conversation are now forced into another conversation that they didn't agree to. Yes. That they probably do not want to be a part of. Now, this is turning back on self, how the principle is going to work. Is, um, for me, uh, I formulated this principle... Because I was just so tired of being forced into conversations that I didn't want to have. 
I didn't agree to have them. And um, I was getting tired of being polite and allowing other people to abuse my presence and my ears. This is just me being honest. So it's not just for that. The fact is, <laughs> the fact is that um, out of being polite, mm. we actually can do uh, way more harm than good. Yes. So now this is how this principle works. Firstly, I need to know when to turn my back on myself, stop myself. Yes. But it also works like this: we stop the other person because we love them. Mm. So we come into someone's presence and they launch into their own thing. Whether it's about themselves, their kids, their uncle, work, aunt, their job, pet. their thing. But it's about them launching into something about them and I'm just the uh, unfortunate, unimportant uh, face that is present. We help each other out by going, saying nothing. We don't correct. We don't correct. We don't judge. We turn around and we walk away. We, we, we remove that polite um, misunderstanding that we create by mm. being polite. We remove that out of the mm. situation. Mm. Now let's run through what self can manifest yes. as okay. probably uh, most of the times. Um, Self-focusedness. So, okay, this is we, we, this is a vast area. We can explore it very quickly. Mm. Have you ever had a conversation with someone, and they actually, what happened? The person came into the situation, into your presence, and they have things mm. in their head that they've been thinking about. They've been mulling over they've been busy with, it's something that happened in their day, in their life, and they are just looking for anybody mm. to, to process with. Yeah. So they just want to talk about this thing. So they come into your presence and a conversation starts and they will, no matter what the topic was, mm. they will change the topic because they want to talk about what they want to talk about. How frustrating is this when it happens? Mm. Okay, there's that. So we can identify when somebody is doing it. So I'm quickly phoning you to discuss something specific with you. And you taking my phone call and changing it into an opportunity for you to talk about something else that's not important. It's not necessary to discuss with me. Mm. You're actually just wasting my phone call, my time, and diverting attention, causing disorder and chaos. This is what happens. I phone you to quickly check something with you, and you launch out of responding to me as quickly as you possibly can. Most people keep it as short as they can, so that they can launch into whatever they wanted to discuss. Mm. And I'm thinking, you've got no idea how much time <laughs> I have on this side, how busy I am. How, much, how many things I have to pay attention to, but you will interfere with my ability to pay attention. Listen to the word, pay attention. It's like money in a wallet, it's limited, 
And the moment you force me to pay attention to something I wasn't planning to, you're actually getting me to spend something that I have, a resource that is limited. Mm. Okay, that makes sense, yes. right? This is a very serious um, principle, as easy as it looks from the outside. Mm. Mm. Turn your back on yourself. Now, how does it work? We want to be the person that stops ourselves. First. First and foremost, we apply this to ourselves. We stop ourselves. And we all know, you know when you enter into a conversation or are about to do something that you know is about you, that's going to be focused on you, positive or negative, we all know, uh, we just choose not to pay attention. <laughs> so, um, it's selfish behavior. Mm. So we can hardly begin to define selfish behavior. It's so vast. Uh, selfish behavior. Mm. When a person is not paying attention to when someone is speaking. Mm. We all know what that looks like. I'm saying something because I feel it's important. I want to share something. And somebody else is busy thinking how they're going to respond mm. or how whatever I started saying is applicable to them, mm. impacting them. Yes. And, what and can they say that's similar? Because so they had a similar opportunity. I know that's something that bothers me sometimes. And then by the end of um, whatever I needed to share, I have a distinct feeling that the person didn't hear what I was saying or they heard what I was saying, but they didn't uh, wait and think about the intent behind my words. It was this, they just took whatever I was saying and applied it to them. Yes. How is this affecting me, my world, me, me? Okay, so this brings us to another... Uh, point. We want to start paying attention to uh, us starting sentences with me or I. And if your first three sentences in a conversation contained more than three or four I's or me's, you're probably heading in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably already just starting to indulge. Your intention might not have been there. No. Starting mm -hmm. to indulge self. Mm. Unless somebody is directly asking you yes. about something that is, you're doing. Yeah, there, there are circumstances in which that is acceptable. But again, you don't... If someone out of politeness is asking how you are and you turn the entire conversation, the entire meeting to yourself, then obviously we can see that that's not mm. healthy. No, it's not. Someone asks you, uh, how's it going? Now that we know that's a high-risk question, <laughs> yes. okay. but it's still going to happen. It's mm -hmm. not wrong. All of us want to teach ourselves yes. to be mature enough, to be wise enough, not to take this as an opportunity for negative talk, for negativity. Yes. Now, there's nothing worse than having, having to phone someone because you have to discuss something with them. But you know... This person is going to first launch into complaining. Yes. Okay, you just need the guy to tell you how to fix your lawnmower. He's the guy that knows how to fix the lawnmower and you've got to phone him, but you know this guy. He's going to complain for half an hour before you can actually get him to tell you how to fix the lawnmower. Mm. So you're considering buying a new lawnmower rather than phoning this guy. Yeah. Because you'd actually rather just... Avoid phoning Skip him. the conversation altogether. Okay, we all know what that it's like. Mm. We've uh, spent years mm. uh, of that. So, 
we want to start paying attention to um, us speaking about a topic mm. or us speaking about me. Mm. We will pick up on if I and me features very heavily mm. in whatever you're saying. Mm. Uh, we have to make clear that it's okay if somebody says to you, um, how did you experience the concert? Mm. How did you experience the meeting? Can you give us feedback? How did you feel was it was uh, applicable to your life and your situation? Yeah, give us your opinion. There are constructive situations in, in, in which a self-reflection isn't a negative thing. Mm. But I think where this principle goes, and, and the first important thing to to do to start implementing this principle is, is something we keep repeating is to start paying attention and I think mm. this is where the key lies uh, we can all th again we can all have this vague idea that yes we want to deny ourselves we want to turn our back on souls but really because this is in moment to moment uh, circumstances where we have to pay attention to what we do why we do it what we say why we say it how we say it um, mm. That's really where the breakthrough lies. Now, there is this reality uh, where we've coined um, a, a kind of concept where most people are waiting to process with somebody. Processing seems vital. It seems normal. People out in the world are always doing it and they need to do it. We don't need to process as uh, resurrected believers, and especially as we mature. Mm. We live in the moment, we live intentionally, we live into our future and into our calling. So we don't need to process the past. No. We don't actually need to. It's, there's a big difference in sharing life with people. So we both are interested in aquariums. So we will enjoy Talking sharing with fish. each other <laughs> something about our fish. It's not imposing. No. Uh, it's her thing she wants to share with me, and it's fine, mm. because it's a shared um, interest. interest. Mm. Okay. So there's balances, but we don't want to intentionally start manipulating. Yes. Um, Ways in which to self-indulge because we're just used to doing that. Yes. Okay, so how do we teach the people around us not to do it? We teach people around us by putting clear boundaries in place mm -hmm. in a very kind and gracious way. Yes. So <clears throat> we start doing it simply in very simple ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, if somebody has a habit of talking too long, interrupt them. Turn your back on them. Divert your attention. Mm. Let them know you understand, you did understand what they were saying and it's time to carry on with something else. Mm. This helps the other person and if mm. we are in a rela fellowship relationship, we will start picking up on mm. what is too much in my behavior. And please note, this can be done in a way that's not cruel or, you know, unkind. Mm. Okay. Now, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Now, a lot of our selfish behaviors is vanity and lust behaviors. Pride. Mm. Pride of life. Pride of life is one of the three sins. So there's three roots for sin and pride of life is one. I know 
I'm important, what I know is all that counts. Uh, this will keep people from being um, able to learn, mm. teachable. Okay, so people that are self-focused are not teachable usually. This brings me to another small point. It's, like I said, there's a lot to this. Mm. Um, there's some really wonderful believers that are very, very productive in many ways, but they never listen to anybody else. And it's something that I've been working on for myself because I find it strenuous to listen to some people, especially if the whatever people are talking about is nonsensical or not important. <laughs> but mm. we want to actively cultivate the ability to listen and to hear. Mm. See, even that is also a way of denying yourself. Because I might think that this conversation is unimportant or not applicable to me or not something that I'm interested in. Now, I'm not saying indulge someone else's sinful behavior, but if something is clearly important to someone else and I have time to spare, then a way of also denying myself is even if I don't necessarily enjoy this topic as much as they do, I'm going to listen and pay attention because it's obviously important to them. There's people that have wonderful strategies to, um, to cover up the fact that they are not humble but prideful. Um, they would, in them doing all the talking, refer to you and seem to be edifying but never give you an opportunity to actually get a word in. Mm. Um, that's a sign of pride. Uh, people that think that they know everything about a topic and carries on and not give a pause so that other people can give some input. Yes. So we work intentional pauses in, mm. even if we know what we're talking about, so that others can give input, can respond. Mm. There's a uh, receiving and giving in conversing with each other. Mm. Okay, there's other behaviors that we can quickly run through. Whenever, and, and this is more important for fellowship, mm. whenever we're together in fellowship, do not isolate somebody from the group. <coughs> this is selfish behavior. Mm. Whenever we want to cultivate this in the group, in all fellowship, we want to cultivate an attitude where when we are together in fellowship, I will learn to partake and participate. Now, I'm not saying that if you are busy telling a story or whatever and everybody is enjoying it, then that you should be self-aware mm. and, and, and not have the confidence to continue. It would be really weird if we had a get-together and no one wanted to say anything. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. As a matter of fact, we have seen how it can be healthy. Mm. Um, where people can really enjoy mm. the interactions a person that has a story to share, mm. gets full attention, gets enough time to do it in. Everyone enjoys it together and then everyone moves on. As long as the person sticks to the topic. Yes. And then sticks to the topic. <laughs> yes. Um, you see, it becomes unfair if a person switches topics halfway through a sentence or a thought pattern. Mm. 
and then expect everybody else to still remain interested. Unless somebody goes like, wait, this is a better story, and it's really a good story. And he told you, I'm going to switch direction. Mm. I was going like, I've really, I know this is not the topic, but listen. Again, remember beginning and end. Beginning and end. Okay, so there's various ways. We're not just identifying what's wrong. Mm. We're going, there's a better way. This is also not just applicable to conversation. Conversation is just one of the main areas where we can really apply mm. this. Uh, but this is true in, in action, in not speaking or not taking action. Um, Let's talk about action. I mean, I'm just going to go away from our contemporary time where we're living now, way back into the past, some examples. Um, you have the whole family together and one person decides to go watch TV. That's unsociable and selfish, whatever. So even in fellowship, we want to participate. Mm. We learn to participate. Mm. Now, and it might be surprising to you, but neither of us are actually crowd people. <laughs> we, we, we naturally don't... We don't Flourish in, in large numbers. numbers. <laughs> but we do, we, 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 we force ourselves to learn how to do it better. And we are learning to do it better, and we try. And we and learn we to enjoy it. We enjoy it. We, yes. it's not, we actually really enjoy yes, it. Yes, it's not like a horrible experience. And um, so, so, if you've been telling yourself, well, I don't like crowds, and I don't like talking, I'm just quiet, and I'm just going to sit here, then it's important to consider that you contribute to the success of the evening. Mm. Did you only pitch up or did you contribute to the success of the dinner party, the fellowship, mm. um, whatever it was? We were, sometimes we can contribute by being quiet and, 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 and serve others. Sometimes we can contribute by sharing when we are supposed to share and so forth. Okay, let's go backtrack. Principle. Um, firstly, it's turning back on self, first and foremost. So we want to identify uh, when we are about to mm. indulge in selfish behavior. Yes. And most of the times, for those that's been in fellowship, they have now learned to identify when to do it. Yes. But then we have seen behavior where people know they shouldn't do it, but they're going to try and um, mask it, it, sneak it in. let's learn not to do that at all. And then the rule, uh, when this principle is um, implemented, is that if somebody else starts talking about themselves, selfish talk, we should turn our backs on them and walk away. (coughs) This is love. We're helping each other. Um, This will take wisdom from everyone. Yes. Now, obviously, the person that is not embracing this growth spurt in wisdom because we're first self-managing they're not going to want to turn their back on the other person because they don't want the person to judge them because they know that they're not putting in the effort to change their behavior Um, the people that are going to put the effort in they're going to feel more comfortable to turn their back on others we don't have to be rude about it don't try and explain what you're doing Mm. you're going to make it worse Mm. turn your back walk away that person will very quickly realize what's happening and process And uh, no apology needed. If you feel to apologize, it's better not to. Mm. Just fix it and carry on. 
because even in the apology, unfortunately, there's the gap to indulge in what you weren't supposed to indulge. Exactly. Um, so this is a very simple mm. principle. We're going to add some scriptures that um, on the list go through the scriptures. It's actually just part of us learning to walk in the Spirit. Mm. We are constantly looking through the eyes of wisdom, mm. listening with ears that are uh, seeking for true understanding, true wisdom, having meaningful fellowship, meaningful conversation. Can I add? Can I serve? Can I lighten the atmosphere? Mm. Can I add to the momentum of joyous, wonderful conversation and fellowship? Mm. Um, uh, this brings me to something I almost forgot. When everybody's laughing and having a nice, relaxed asparagus talk time, don't be the person that now comes with a heavy topic in the middle of the wrong situation. It's one of those things yeah. that happens. Okay, we, we, there's nobody um, that's going to watch this. Because if you're watching this, you had the wherewithal to start <laughs> seeking truth and understanding. <laughs> so this is really for those that have the ability to change mm. um, their behavior. Okay, so a few things to take note of. Don't change the topic if everybody's enjoying the topic. Mm. Don't make it about you. Don't wait for your opportunity to say the thing that you've been wanting to say for the last week. Just because people are fellowshipping together is not your opportunity. Nobody organized the fellowship so somebody could have an opportunity. It's not what it's about. No. <clears throat> um, and don't... If you're awkward and self-aware, then that's part of self. Turn your back on it and walk away. There's no need. We are all free. Mm -hmm. We've been freed. We're healed. No need to feel awkward. If anybody's feeling awkward and self-aware, it's just a sign of them being busy with themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah, let's be honest about it. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. We can relax into things. Uh, we are still going to have self-control, mm -hmm. not just let ourselves go. That's not freedom. Mm -hmm. And we can make mistakes. <clears throat> There's a big big difference between making a mistake in conversation or in fellowship. Big difference between that and intentionally, deliberately yes. uh, doing the wrong thing. Yes. We're talking about the deliberate, intentional transgressions. Okay, so let's just go through some of the scriptures that's applicable to this principle. Can we do that? Okay. Uh, again, we'll have a long list. This is just some of them. So the first one is in Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read from verse 21. <clears throat> from that time, Yahushua began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. So being mindful of the things of God, as opposed to the being mindful of the things of men. Mm -hmm. okay. Next one is in Romans chapter 8, verse 13. And here the wording is quite specific. So it says, 
For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So I'm sure we can all guess where this is leading to. Let's go to Galatians. Um, chapter 5, verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then um, verse 25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And then lastly, chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Okay. So in relationships, a person that sows to the flesh will see corruption in that relationship. Now people, unfortunately, that (coughs) always embrace (coughs) selfish behavior... Um, will end up only having friends that want somebody in their lives that they can embrace selfish behavior with. Mm. So, unfortunately, the result will be, as far as relationship is concerned, Mm. that those who want to be indulged will indulge others so that they can be indulged. And by necessity will uh, exclude Mm. from their relational world those that actually do not want to indulge or be indulged. Mm. Um, this is the consequence of this. Mm. It, it, it will group a person yes. together with others that do the wrong thing. Mm. We want to be grouped together with those who sow to the Spirit. Yes. And you see, if we sow um, self-control and healthy conversation, healthy action, mm. fruitful action and fruitful talk, into our relationships, it says that we will reap everlasting life, which means those relationships will have a a healthy, long Mm. existence. Mm. Um, It will grow and it will become better and better. That's what it's about, really. And let's close by the relationship that you will have with yourself. A person that can learn to turn back on self will end up um, not getting themselves so exhausted. Because the conflict that we have on the inside will become less and less. And how much time does the average person spend in repeating incessantly the same thoughts and the same things? Mm-hmm. Selfish behavior inflicts the worst punishment on self in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Secondarily, it does inflict a punishment on everybody around. Um, and then the worst result of this is that while we're busy with self, we're not busy with the Lord. We're not busy serving his body when we're busy with self. The two cannot go hand in hand. Mm. So this is extremely important. Mm. It is a very basic um, 
principles. So can we encourage everybody again to, and I must say, everybody in our fellowship has been doing very, very well. Mm. There's been changes and growth. But we can we ex- just um, ask everybody again, let's start paying attention to mm. this principle. And the key here being paying attention. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye.